WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM, Community Conscious Radio. the Sunday Forum. Keep it tuned. Washington. I'm Windsor Johnston. France is warning that it will retaliate if its citizens are attacked in Niger. The remarks from the French president's office came shortly after protesters tried to enter the French embassy in Niger's capital today. France and the United Nations have cut off aid to the West African nation following last week's military takeover. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley reports Niger has been a security partner of many Western countries, including France. Niger has also been a key partner of the European Union in helping curb the flow of migrants from sub-Saharan Africa. With the coup d'etat, such cooperation is in jeopardy. Niger's foreign allies so far have refused to recognize the new military government led by General Omar Chiani, who was previously head of the Presidential Guard. The African Union has also issued a 15-day ultimatum to the junta in Niger to reinstall the country's democratically elected government. Niger was previously seen as the most stable country among several unstable neighbors. A coup in neighboring Mali two years ago brought in a junta that kicked out French troops and is now working with Russian Wagner mercenaries. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News, Paris. The Economic Community of West African States announced today that it's suspending ties with Niger and has authorized the use of force if the country's president is not reinstated within a week. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is pushing back against demands from the Australian government to end the prosecution of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Speaking at a press conference before he left Australia, Blinken said Assange has been accused of very serious criminal conduct in publishing a trove of classified documents more than a decade ago. The actions that uh, he is uh, alleged to have committed risked very serious harm to our national security, to the benefit of our adversaries, and put named human sources at grave risk. Assange is currently fighting extradition to the United States. Apple and Amazon are among many companies that will update investors this week on how they performed in the last quarter. There will also be new data on the labor market, as NPR's David Gura reports. After the Federal Reserve raised interest rates again by a quarter point, Fed Chair Jerome Powell emphasized how much economic data he and his colleagues will see between then and the Fed's next meeting in September. There will be new inflation numbers and two jobs reports. The Labor Department will release the first one on Friday, jobs data for the month of July. And while there's new optimism the Fed will be able to win its fight against high inflation without triggering a recession, economists will be on the lookout for a lower-than-expected jobs number or a jump in the unemployment rate. This is NPR News. Don't even have Tampa. The Canadian government is directing the Canada Industrial Relations Board to determine whether a negotiated settlement or arbitration is still possible amid an ongoing dispute with dock workers. The union, representing 7,500 employees, rejected a second contract offer on Saturday. Kenya's government and the country's opposition coalition have agreed to hold talks following a series of protests in the East African nation. Michael Koloki has more. 
Earlier this month, over 20 people died as a result of what opposition parties call police atrocities following a number of violent protests in various parts of Kenya. Opposition leader Raila Odinga had called for nationwide demonstrations to oppose controversial tax increases that were signed into law last month by Kenya's President William Ruto. Now, Ruto's administration and the country's opposition coalition have both announced that they will set up a team which aims to resolve differences between both sides. This follows calls by religious and civil society organizations for the government and opposition leaders to hold talks. An association of Kenyan business leaders recently announced that the country had lost millions of dollars in potential revenue as a result of the protests earlier this month. For NPR News, I'm Michael Kaloki in Nairobi. Colombian President Gustavo Petro says he will not interfere with a high-profile money laundering investigation. Petro's son and ex-daughter-in-law were both arrested on Saturday in connection with the case. The investigation involves funds that Petro was alleged to have collected during last year's presidential campaign. This is NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Wallace Foundation, working to develop and share practices that can improve learning and enrichment for young people and the vitality of the arts for everyone. Ideas and information at wallacefoundation.org. Hey, this is your girl, Robin. And Cassie. On the afternoon traffic jam on Wednesdays from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., WMNF is celebrating the 50th year anniversary of hip-hop culture. So don't forget to tune in August the 12th, 6 p.m. to midnight. And this event will feature live DJs, special guests in our studios. If you want to join us, please RSVP on the website, WMNF.org. So don't forget, August the 12th, 6 p.m. to midnight. Tune in right here on WMNF 88.5. Happy, happy, bore. It's your bore. If you have someone that's celebrating their birthday and you want us to give them a shout out, or if you want me to say happy, happy, bore, you can give us a call at 515 at 813-239-WMNF. Text us at 813-433-0885 or send an email to dj at wmnf.org and we will send them their happy birthday show. Happy birthday. gentlemen this is the one and only dj spaceship reminding you that every monday morning that's right every monday morning on wmnf from 6 a.m to 9 a.m tune in as me and my co-pilot nate dog give you the music you love the topics to get you talking and the motivation to get you out your bed to start your week off right Hi, I'm Sean, and I hope you tune in to my interview show called Tuesday Cafe every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 WMNF. I interview environmentalists, politicians, social justice activists, academics, and other experts about topics that impact you right here in the Tampa Bay area. I focus on issues that are important locally and across the whole state of Florida. The show is called Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan. It's every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 FM, WMNF Tampa, and on WMNF.org. Now you don't have to wait till 9 a.m. to hear Democracy Now! You can hear it every morning at 8 a.m. on our HD3 channel, The Source. You can hear it on your HD radio in your car or hear it online at WMNF.org forward slash listen. That's Democracy Now! weekday mornings at 8 a.m. on WMNF's The Source and 9 a.m. on our main channel. And it's replayed on The Source at 5 p.m. every weekday afternoon. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM, Community Conscious Radio. And you are tuned right now to the Sunday Forum with Walter L. Smith II and Fort State crew member Patro Mobili. That's yours truly. And we're taking your telephone calls, 813-239-9663. And you can write us, DJ at WMNF.org. 
Yes, yes, y'all. This is the sound of Miss Jill Scott getting in the way. This is from her first album. Check it out.
right? Cool. Those are the sounds of Miss Jill Scott. And she's letting you know that you're getting in the way of yeah, what she's Jill. feeling. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You, you just don't get, in the, don't get in Jill Scott's way. <laughs> okay? Just, just leave her alone. Leave her alone. She's going to whip your behind As for five nine nine or whatever it's worth. <laughs> I love Jill Scott. Just man, love let me tell you, man. Let me tell you. Um, I, I really liked that show that she had on HBO, I think it was, or Showtime, uh, number one ladies detective agency. Uh, oh. She was in Botswana <laughs> as, a, as a detective. That was great. That was a great show. Uh, okay, folks, this is Walter Elspeth the second, and we are back from the break. It's now 15 minutes, 15 minutes after the hour of 9 a.m. This beautiful Sunday. Uh, first of all, let, let me, before we begin, let me just say uh, shout out to my son, uh, Walter Elspeth the third. My man uh, is really doing it up. Uh, we had a graduation ceremony for him because he was homeschooled. So he didn't graduate like everybody else graduated, right? Uh, but Walter uh, kept his nose to the grindstone, man. Graduated with a 3.73 GPA, 3.61 unweighted. And that's a, that's a very, very big achievement. Yes. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of kids graduate with a six-something GPA and everything because they're taking all these other courses. Walter, on the other hand, did do on roll. Uh, he is currently uh, finishing up his dual his, his dual um, classes that are going to take him into the spring of next year. Now, the reason of that is, and and this is what's what's so great about what he's doing, he wants to major in veterinary science. In other words, he wants to be mm. a veterinarian. So he's going to uh, complete this program called the uh, LSAMP program. Now, the LSAMP is a program that was started by um, by a gentleman who was a congressman, a black congressman, whose name was Louis Stokes. And he was a congressman here up until, uh, I think it was like 89, uh, maybe. Um, but anyway, um, Representative Stokes started what was called the LSAMP, which is called, let me say, now I say this, he didn't start LSAMP. It was started after his passing, okay? Uh, he is, is actually stands for the Lewis Stokes Alliance for Minority Participation. And the concept is that it's going, it works on preparing students because of retention issues in the sciences to make certain that they stay in the sciences, Right, that we're able to retain them in the mm -hmm. sciences. So Walter wanted to go into this program where he's able to do his prerequisite work uh, before going into Florida a and in the fall. And so uh, to major in animal sciences. And we are so proud of him, yeah. so proud of him, man. Um, he, he's really taking it seriously, and we felt that it was necessary uh, to talk with him about his mental health, make sure that that is in line before he goes off to university because a lot of kids are not taking a break um, if they worked like Walter worked. I mean, nonstop, never took a summer off, never bothered with anything. You know, you know, he didn't do what other kids did. Never had a prom, none of those things. And he dedicated himself to his work. And we want to make certain that Walter's mental health is good and this gives him a chance to kind of Give him a bit of a break, but at the same time, it does give him an opportunity to uh, continue sharpening his skills, work on his prerequisites while he's at it, so that when he goes to FAMU, he's already got credits ready to go yeah. um, at university level. So uh, he's working over at Pasco Nano State College. Shout out to uh, to the folks over there at Pasco Nano State College for really working with him and the kids there. Uh, as they are all trying to go into some sort of sciences. And it was just a great thing to see them uh, in action. It really is. That's great. Science is what we need people to go into. <laughs> Absolutely. Engineering, uh, animal sciences, agriculture. Uh, don't sleep on the agriculture, man. I mean, oh, no, yeah. When you talk about USDA 
and the things they're doing to us right now, you think they're trying to kill you. <laughs> you think they were trying to kill you. Uh, I mean, all the chemicals they put in the food and things like that, man, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, to improve shelf life, they say, but also to make sure that, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, it, it, you know, you eat things we used to eat when we were kids, you know, you can't eat it anymore. Happened, we had a history of where we banned food, uh, food colorings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are things we eat here in the United States that are banned in other countries. Yeah. Like Frosted Flakes banned is banned in the UK <laughs> because mm-hmm. we're beyond the sugar. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But this is stuff that we don't talk, we don't tell people. Uh, I remember growing up, if you were, if you were called going to church, uh, how many of y'all remember at Sunday school they gave you the little flower cookies, the little, little round cookies that look like a flower, and oh, yeah. and then they give you with the little with the hole in the middle of it. Yes, they used to stick it on your fingers, and and then uh, you had the juice that they gave you in church. So we ate cookies and juice. <laughs> Man, juice had so much sugar in it. And dye and food color and all that stuff. We and didn't know that mess, man. We just, been, ate, we just drank it and ate it. Would have been just as easier to make you a pot of grits. Mm. <laughs> was it was, <laughs> and, but the, when they made the grits, boy, it was good. I know it was. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, listen, uh, uh, we're gonna go to the phone lines right now so that we can get into our subject, our, our subject of the second half. As I said before, we're gonna talk about Russia and the concept that well. Our relationship, when I say our, I mean African relationship with Russia and the, and the, and the European nations and our relationship to, and even Asia, um, and then our relationship to um, to the United States and the rest of the world. So let's go to the phone lines, okay, folks? But remember now, this is what we're talking about. Uh, if, you're, if you bring up something that's not within what we're talking about, then please... Um, and, and, of course, I get if you talk about what we spoke about last time, that's fine. No problem at all. Um, when I say last time, I mean last hour. So let's go to the phone lines. All right. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, good morning, Walter. Gert Steiner here. Uh, did you see the uh, article I posted on your page last night? I did not. All right. It's uh, about Dr. William B. Allen, and uh, he's uh, a member of, Florida's African-American History Standards Work Group and uh, former chairman of U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, uh, showing his disagreement with Kamala Harris, saying she's spreading lies. Uh, but uh, that's not really the, the important point that um, in the story that uh, the interviews that he's giving. And he's pointing out that, uh, and rightly so, that uh, as I've agreed <clears throat> last week when I called, uh, you know, no need to... At, at risk of being offensive by uh, even implying that slavery would be beneficial, um, you know, if that affects, I think, people who uh, even, uh, just people who don't like the institution of slavery, regardless of their ethnicity, but, uh, you know, as I mentioned last week, but the point is, um, he says that uh, there's, he points out that uh, he found one sentence um, there's uh, one sentence uh, that uh, that uh, Kamala is citing uh, that's in the school, the new Florida school curriculum, which reads, uh, "quote instruction includes how slave adults uh, skills." Which um, oh, that that's Kamala, uh, Kamala, yeah, Kamala saying that instruction includes how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. So, um, but uh, a brief. Um, Quote from the College Board, he points out in their 2023-24 uh, curriculum uh, identified as "quote unquote" essential knowledge. It goes uh, really far in saying, uh, and this is by the way taught throughout the country. Uh, quote: In addition to agricultural work, enslaved people learned specialized trades and worked as painters, carpenters, tailors, musicians, and healers in the North and South. Once free, African-Americans use these skills to provide for themselves and others, end quote, the curriculum reads. So um, I think that uh, should also be faulted. Uh, and bear in mind that uh, they're the 
same college board that introduced uh, its AP African American history that uh, folks misconstrued as uh, DeSantis uh, removing the curriculum from the schools, as I've covered before, but uh, it was just this course that was not accepted, this pilot course that also included teachings like uh, Angela Davis, forms of queerness, uh, abolition of prisons, reparations, um, Jose Bonilla Silva, who, who says that you cannot help be a racist if you're in a racist society. Um, but uh, speaking of Angela Davis, um, did you see 60 Minutes with her last February where she uh, exclaimed, no, I can't believe this? No. Did, well, did, did, you, did you see her, that? Uh, oh, really? You see that? No, I don't think I saw that. Well, she got her genetic testing back, and she found that she was a descendant of a slave owner and a Mayflower immigrant. Yeah, so, I did hear uh, that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wonder, you know, why should you be so conflicted? I mean, I wouldn't be. I, I don't think it's a big deal. I just think that, you know, if you if you hold a grudge against anyone because of any reason or Ethnicity was a, was a big no-no because, uh, you know, you might kind of risk reincarnating as that just to experience what it's like. But, uh, you know, I think that, um, <laughs> you know, wonder, uh, um, that's my view. But the point is, I'm wondering what she's thinking. Is she wondering if she, does she offer, owe reparations to herself? I mean, you know, to be fair. You know what? I, I do <laughs> That's an interesting point. <laughs> um, listen, you know you know what happened to Angela Davis, right? What you, happened to her? That she was locked up, hey. and that she was actually yeah. she was actually um, uh, supposed to be Panther. put to death. Right, right. She's in exile from. Uh, she was with the original Black Panthers. Right, 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 right. It, 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 because she was accused of having provided weapons for them. Now, yeah, I wonder, uh, you know, we know that the Coincel Pro came out with the church committee hearings. The FBI involved with that and the, you know, the black uh, or the, what do you call it, the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, coloring book that was sent out to mailed out to people of uh, portraying law enforcement as pigs and things like that. That was blamed on uh, the Black Panthers. But, uh, yeah, arming them, I think, was uh, part of the Coincel Pro um, operation uh, FBI ran that was uh, revealed in the church committee hearings. And of course, they still continue doing that kind of thing to marginalize, vilify people, you know, assassinate your character before they assassinate you or lock you away. Right, right, right. Well, um, let's, uh, hey man, we, we appreciate your, your call, man. And um, we're gonna we gotta get on to these other these other phone calls, man. Appreciate uh, your call, though, Chris. If Angela Davis found out that she's uh, descended from a slave owner, then that means they owe her reparations, and she know exactly who it is. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I say we should be tracing our ancestry. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go to these next calls. (laughs) All right, go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. Let's get some background music in there, man. All right, caller. Yeah, hi, good morning. It's Simon from Lakeland. Simon, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Hey, All right. I wish your son a great deal of luck in hard work. Um, going into veterinarian school, I believe he has to take a year of organic chemistry. And I remember in Milwaukee, Dr. Stavnovsky, who was a Russian organic chemist, Professor, we started, it was a year course. We started with about 120 kids in the class. And when we took the final at the end of the year, I looked around and there were probably 30 kids in the class. So I wish him a lot of luck, hard work. Sounds like he's a studious person and um, you got to shoot for the stars. So I wish him a lot of luck. I'm Dr. Billy. I hope he does okay in the hospital. He did leave out a couple points. Uh, the antimicrobial medication was stymied by Joe Biden in the distribution of COVID in Florida when the governor had set up 25 emergency centers, and that was politicized. And um, unfortunately, we have to look at all the facts uh, on COVID uh, this past week. New York Times came out and stated that the estimate deaths were overestimated by 30%. The distinction between the deaths from COVID 
to death with COVID. So we're all out there trying to stay alive and trying to get information. Um, Are we talking about deaths in the state of Florida or you mean uh, nationwide? Country, nationwide. Nationwide, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah they, they, they lowered the estimate by 30%. You know, you have to remember when you, uh, my background is science. You know, I was in school for 11 years. So a lot of abstract statistics and what have you. And a lot of that is models, and you're looking at models. So you have to determine what model to use. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you think of LeBron James' son, 18 years old, cardiac arrest, playing basketball. Apparently he, uh, from what I understand, uh, again, I try not to read too many articles because articles don't have footnotes, but... Um, I, uh, my understanding is they got the vaccine. So that's, it's an individual decision, and everyone has to make an individual decision. I personally didn't get the vaccine. I'm a dentist. I did get COVID, and uh, I took what I felt was appropriate, relationship between my doctor and me, and, and I was fine in the day, and I went back to work the following week. As far as uh, fiction, you know, we always seem to think that it's the other person's fiction, not our fiction. And, you know, one could take issue with uh, Mobili's reverence of uh, the white man, uh, white man inheritance and, and argue that issue about whether fiction, not fiction. But um, let me move on to what um, <clears throat> Gary, the journalist, had talked about revolution, which I think is important. Uh, since time immemorial, mankind's always searching for rights and fairness and equality and revolutions, and there's different mechanisms and instruments that you use during revolutions. Uh, Walter, do you know who Dennis Goldberg is? No, I do not. Okay. What I'm getting to on that point is revolution, and during revolutions, there's martyrs. We all know who Nelson Mandela is, 27 years in prison. Dennis Goldberg, youngest white man in Africa during the trial, served 22 years in prison. So when I get to that, I'm thinking of the Tampa Five. And Alvaro would call up and talk about how righteous they are. They want to be martyred. Would he ask his daughter, who's a medical doctor, <clears throat> to sacrifice herself? Would you, Walter, ask your son to sacrifice your son as a martyr for the cause? How are they Absolutely martyrs? Not, they, but, but, they just uh, protest no, at a university. Yeah. Yeah, they, they... No, because, no, because they were offered immunity. They were offered no prison. They were offered by the district attorney, apologize to the officers and all... <laughs> Charges will be dropped. Because the officer has Almost such a thin skin. They chose not to apologize because they felt they were in the right and through the advice of counsel may, not necessarily will, go to prison. They may not. Well, oh, we got one more call. Go okay, ahead. call back, Simon, so if, 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 uh, if you can. Uh, next caller. Next caller, as usual. <laughs> What's going on? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And, and to my uh, doc, you get better, man. Take care of yourself. you respiratory. You got to get that inflammation out. I don't know what they're doing in there, but the biggest thing I see with it is inflammation. The inflammation clogs up all your organs and stuff. So you, you got to work on that through sweating, moving around. Even though it's hot, you got to detox it. As far as I'm concerned, I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I've been to school long as Simon, but they didn't give me no papers. They asked them why they won't give you no papers. <laughs> they said, you're too smart, you don't need no papers. You see what I'm saying? And then, I just want to hit on a couple of things. Uh, he, 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 he mentioned sacrificing your sons and all that. They've been sacrificing my kids since I started being political. And that's with each and every last one of them. And I can prove it. It's a state action. Right now, uh, Frank the guy that I was telling y'all about last week, he had my son on some old junk, like I told you, like with the some micro 
violent stuff to displace them. And they're using a lot of that, you know. So somebody, I'll give you a good example. I had a relative, I think I told you before, and this is leading to your subject. Uh, he was working up at a Florida State uh, Penitentiary. He was doing the on the roadside with the guys. And he's kind of like a ministerial guy. He likes to try to give them positive and stuff. And African-American, and he got a good record, 20-some years in the military, real estate. The dude got cash up there, ain't old, but he'd be trying to get their brothers, he say. He used to talk to them and try to tell them what they need to do and how to do it. So they sent some dudes to him, two Caucasian people, came and told him that their buddy want his job. And, and my old lady was telling me about it. I said, I said, I know he didn't tell, he didn't, he didn't give it to us. He said, no. I said, good. Then about two or three months later, he gave it up. So what, what Simon says, he, he don't know the black experience, really. He does not. I, mean, I hate to tell anybody that thinks they can look at you and perceive your experience as nothing but a knucklehead or a fool. I don't care what position you hold. I don't care what title you got. Because we are augmented here in this thing. And that's leading into uh, uh, the, the Russia thing. Frank Clark is the, the judge's name. And uh, we got a dude named Chris Hansen around here, supposed to be represented. He's nothing but a crook. He know how to go. He deployed all my son's records, all his bank accounts, everything, tried to destroy it. Just like Thomas said, they'll do that. And turn you into a criminal where he has an actual action against the company for getting hurt. And being insured, they have insurance. They don't want to pay the insurance. They have a new thing where they're doing. And let me put this out here for everybody. When you work, you no longer have uh, 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 physical or medical insurance. They have an arbitrator between you and that insurance company. Now, when you get something happens to you, they will come in and mediate it. That's what it's called. Look up Gallagher and Basket if you think I'm lying. And you no longer fight the insurance. You fight them. And that's atrocious, man. If you just think about it. You no longer go to them directly. They tell them what to do and work with them against you. All this kind of crooked stuff. So that's why Russia wants the black man. Russia wants the black man. He'll take it right now because he know what he'll do. He know what he could do for it. Every war has been fought in war by black men with black men involved. He wants black men. America wants a dog. They dehumanize them and all that. You got, you got Africa. You got China. And everybody else was saying, y'all ain't right. Ain't nothing wrong with him. There's something wrong with y'all. Even though he destroyed his own people. And that's what we tend to do. He's destroying your own people. You got uh, 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 something that has taken over our country, an epidemic, and you're still playing the same damn game. Time out, man. Mm-hmm. Only time out. You, 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 over, you went overbroad. You, you overreaching. Way overreaching now. Just like they're saying, everybody sitting here thinking, oh, you, we, we back, we out, we back on, we back at it. We what? Y'all better watch yourself, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because uh, this is a game they playing, and guess what? We the pawns. That's Hello, right. We, we the pawns. They're making the move. The pharmaceutical making the insurance making the move. All these people controlling us, man. Get out of here. I'm doing something. I got something. I'm, nah, man. They're going to destroy all that. Like a dude, me and a guy was talking yesterday. I'll leave you with this here. Caucasian guy, we talking because he was asking me a question. I talked to him. We had a little conversation. We went all into this. He went and he about 50 something years old. Somebody he been paying 30 years child support. I just said, wow. Boy. <laughs> he said, I got three more years. He said, I'm going to get three checks, bro, a month. I said, what? Uh, uh, he, said, I said, he said, they take the other one. And he was telling me how it's done. I said, you know, they're doing the same thing with the banks. Like, if you owe stuff, they come here, they come and take your stuff out your bank. People don't know that. They already passed that law. So, um, we, we, we would just say that the whole thing is a big setup and a rip off on the people and, and that it's destroyed our children, messed up the children. And then he said the people, the young people don't want to do nothing with this. They don't want to cooperate or be involved in it. And they messing them up. So I was telling them, yeah, but we got to say that that generation that don't really know what's going on here with this crap because they pushing it down their throat and they have been deceived when the COVID hit about an education. Their education is sideways now. It's not a real education anymore. And I said before COVID, we should have been at home training our kids on them computers and stuff like that. They should have provided it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, they could have provided teachers to go to every house, make sure you're doing it. They're your job, go all over the county, all over the country. What? 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 Man, come on. It ain't so difficult, bro. They just want to take control and do what they want to do. And even if it don't work, they want to make like it worked. Stop doing that to us, man. We human beings. Everybody's human. Look at that first and stop looking at me like I'm something different from you. I'm different from you. Yeah, your eyes show you something different in me. 
They take the eyes out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know they say all the eyes see this, all the that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, see how sensitive it is, how sensitive it is. But yeah, I just wanted to share that because the question was, why Russia and what Russia? I already see all that there, man. I looked at the map myself. And, and, and it's just going to affect us, the food, everything. That's going to affect us, man. While they showing the negative to the world, the negative moving. And the negative getting power over there. And the negative getting power over here. So I'm not a negative person. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care who you is. I don't, uh-uh, I'm for the positive. And even if you have to convince me, I go with the positive. But you can't just tell me to blindly follow stuff like Simon say and just go along and get along and do what people say. And then tomorrow, you got to sacrifice your children. You got to do we all this fodder for the fire, bro. I don't know where you're thinking or where you're living, but you're fodder for the fire. It's in the rockets two or three times a week. Who are you? I mean, why should I live? Should I be listening to the guy that's sending up the rockets with the money and the power? Why, why are they not talking to us? Why well, can't talk to them? Why well, got to talk to low-lying people, people on the low edge? You know, put me up on the hierarchy so I be on the hierarchy so everything works. So it looks good. It looks civil. It looks humane. Everybody should be at the table. Mm-hmm. Not just one nationality when you have the uh, Senate of Florida, the House of Representatives of Florida, or the, the Congress or whatever. It should look like our country. If, supposed to, if you're going to invite, if you're going to let people go into Harvard and Yale because of their nationality, because it conflicts with another nationality, why aren't they sitting on the House of Representatives and in the Senate? You barred them from that. Why they ain't complaining about that? See, it's always an issue. Nobody's looking for your issues anymore. There's always issues in life. We need solutions like you guys bring and the conversation that you guys are bringing to get to the bottom of this stuff so that we can uh, send it out and air it out and get rid of the, the, the constant instigation and, and, and provocation of, of, of African-American people and using us as, as, as bait for everything. It's just we're bait for everything. I mean, you need, Russia needs that big old giant country. They don't, they lose the nails. <laughs> yeah man hey man thank you very much brother we appreciate you man but we got a lot of calls we got to get to and we got music we need to play so these people get this in the ear holes so what we got we got Esmeralda Spaulding yeah yeah I, I know that you know by Esmeralda Spaulding right here on WMNF at 8.5 Tampa
That's the sound of the genius that is Esmeralda Spaulding right here on WMNF 88.5 FM. And we are enjoying this time this Sunday morning with you as we are sharing this music in your speakers and in your ear hole. Hey, listen, everybody, um, if you were calling in earlier, you called in earlier, please call back. Have some patience. Enjoy your time here. Okay, we're going to get to you. We're going to get to you. Okay? Uh, if we don't, we have next week. Okay? But, hey, trust me. We're going to, we, we'll get to you. Okay? Uh, let's go to the phone lines. And let's let's put, uh, what we have What, what we have next on the, on the line to go, up, to go up in terms of the music? What we got? Roller skating song. Oh, Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> okay, so let's put that in the background. And let's go ahead and take these next calls. Uh, and then we'll get ready to, to get that all right, up go and going. All right? Go ahead, Carla. You're on the Sunday Forum. Oh, hello. This is Sarasota. This is Bill. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Okay. I just want to let you know I enjoy the show. Thank you, man. And is there anything the African-American community, community can do to have a better chance of voting? I know the things are making are being made more difficult for them for, you know, I guess the non-Trump, non-DeSantis people. <laughs> well, you know, you know, um, this weekend, I, very interesting. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, and, and then we'll, we'll talk about this for a moment. Uh, this weekend, I suggested, somebody called me from the Democratic Party and suggested that, uh, well, asked me whether I would support a national holiday to celebrate and commemorate the the anniversary of the women who the suffragettes who were able to push and get the right to vote the women's right to vote in other words 1920 right uh, and i told him i would support it but with the caveat of understanding uh what happened to black women and women of color because it wasn't until 42 years later that uh 44 years later that you actually that that black that black people were able to vote unencumbered Unencumbered by the law, by by the by the Southern laws uh, and Jim Crow laws that were put in place that countered everything that that the federal government was putting through. So uh, the real right to vote was really the right for women, to, for white women to vote, and not really for black women. Even though that was, you know, when it, when they said it really was designed for the purposes of all women to be able to vote regardless of color. However, that's not how it went down for us. And so that needs to be understood uh, through discussion. And it needs to be, and, and uh, we need to understand that because there were a lot of people who sacrificed their lives, literally, literally, for that to happen. Um, because they were lynched as a result, uh, lynched or beaten to death as a result of actually uh, trying to vote. So um, I think that when we, when we take that perspective and we really understand what it took to get to that point uh, where we could even vote, I mean, like, you know, with, without some, you know, with some reasonable freedom, <laughs> with some, re you know what I say, Billy? with some reasonable freedom, then that's, you know, that's really something. But then there's also the issue of the, of the, um, the re-examination of the Civil Rights Act that, uh, the Voting Rights Act that allowed us to be able to vote, right? So that has to be uh, checked ever so often and renewed, actually renewed. It doesn't sound like a right to me. That sounds like, again, suppression and oppression of the right to be able to vote. So, um, again... Hey, listen, we just have to keep things in perspective. And I, I thought I'd share that with you, man. So thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. So, um, all right, take care. Have a good day, then. All right, now. Uh, listen, folks, let me, let me talk to you about this thing that's going on with Russia. Uh, we have a real serious issue right now uh, as Pan-Africanists uh, and people who are not Pan-Africanists, truthfully. But it is related to us regardless of whether you are or not. Here's the thing. Russia, like all the other European nations, China, like the 
like the European nations, even though it's not a European nation, uh, is actually moving in on the continent of Africa. We need to be concerned about that. Why? Because you have people from the continent of Africa who are not really happy about this thing that's happening with them. They are saying to us as sons and daughters of the diaspora to come on, to actually put something into investing and training and establishing businesses in the uh, in the, the the on the continent of Africa. And so with that would mean training for the people who are there and the implementation not only of training but of the actual um, policy making and things like that and, and um, learning how to do the jobs that, that are coming in that, that we're bringing or that we would be bringing to those countries. Doing business with Africa is something that they really, really want to have happen from us. And we need to be, we need to stake our claim, as Eric, as Eric Conner quote um, said, you know, everybody else is coming to do business in Africa. We need to be coming and making our place right now. Uh, so, you know, that's important. Well, Billy, what do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, that's a whole market, extra market that they, they are clamoring for. They want to be able to confront the West as they always do. And especially in the case of Russia, what does Russia always want? It wants influence. It wants spears of influence. It wants to sell its weaponry. It wants to force its gas, fossil fuels on people, even though we're in a, a transitory period on that. Uh, it's still trying to go backwards and force everybody to stay backwards. It, it, it's invading another country and expect African countries to go along with it in order to get access to Ukrainian grain via Russia's uh, letting them do so, crossing the bridges and getting access roads, access to the access roads. So it's about influence and control in the, in the case of Russia. And to think that this coming to Africa, he's there for altruistic purposes. He's there for influence. Uh, the whole idea of the of the mercenary groups being there just at a time when uh, military coups are happening on mm -hmm, Africa. Mm -hmm. It's all about yeah. divide and conquer. It it's just like it's always been for imperialistic economies who've gone to Africa. So this is a new scramble for Africa between Russia and, and China. And they claim and they're confronting the colonialists, but they're just the neo-colonialists. I'm sorry. Let me... <laughs> let, let, let me be clear. Thank you, Mabila. That, that's a very good point. Um, I think that we need to take a moment and really take a take a look at at the history of our relationship as black people with Russia. We really need to do that. Uh, PLO Lumumba warns against that, against the relationship with Russia. He sees it as a valuable relationship, but he says he warns against, uh, he warns against uh, just going in to having a relationship with them. Exactly, having blind faith. Let me tell you, let me tell you, it is not um, lost upon me as an historian and as a black historian in particular that when I look at the fact that Russia had no love for us. Russia had absolutely no love for us at all. Okay, um, if you read the the article by in the New Yorker um, that came out probably, gosh, um, in twenty twenty one, October eighteenth of twenty twenty one, by Joshua Yaffa, uh, it's called the A Black Communist Disappearance in Stalin's Russia. What happened to Le to Levette Fort Whitman? The only known African American to die in a gulag. Mm. Read it. Read it. You need to check it out. People are pawns. He died in a gulag. You understand me? He disappeared in Russia. Thinking that he that that Russia was what do you think they would do when they come onto your soil? Has anybody seen Red Dawn? 
And maybe I'm the only person that's ever seen it. And I'm like, listen, this is very real. They will invade your soil and they will take over your soil. Look at what the Chinese did. And what was all, what they were almost very successful in doing by establishing police stations, I thought it was, I thought it was a myth. I thought it was a joke. It was not a myth. It is not a joke. They in fact did establish police stations in and on the continent of Africa in certain countries. I just honestly, how do you that was only that was only governed by and and run by one police officers you saw were Chinese officers. They got to protect their interests, the infrastructure that they build on the continent. They're allowed to to do that, but you know, with respect to the government and under government guidelines, don't just let them run roughshod right over your country, man. That's crazy. And that's what's been happening. China has done this. Russia has done this. And we need to be very, very careful about our relationship with them. Now, our relationship as African-Americans, as Africans here in America, better yet, is that we need to be doing what we need to do, is my, I'm of the opinion, to make stake our claim on the continent. Right? In other words, we need to get in there, start business, work with Africans, um, train them in the businesses that we're working in and vice versa, learn their ways as well, and to do more on the continent. Well, they can certainly use the expertise of, of black nurses and doctors yes. and people who are there to build infrastructure to help the people of the continent. Absolutely. 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 And it, they need to learn. They need to learn. We need to learn from them. They they can also teach us. Um, you know, this is what this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Um give us your thoughts, folks. Call in 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663. We want to hear your thoughts on this issue because it's a much deeper issue than what than what we suspect. Um, this BRICS thing, man, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. I don't see it working. And it certainly it's not going to affect the dollar in the way that people think it is, I believe. They may not become the reserve, replace the dollar as a reserve currency. It could work for those countries. But, of course, there's going to be domination by Russia, at least an attempt to Russia and China. Back to the telephone calls. Uh, Walter, they've been waiting for a few mm-hmm. minutes. Go Let's ahead, do. caller. Hello, how are you? How are you? Thank you for thank you for taking my call. Right. Uh, this is Alvaro. Hello. Uh, What's uh, going on, man? Oh wow! Uh, interesting show. Uh, several points. I uh, want to be uh, short so, uh, because I know there's little time. Uh, one, uh, Simon mentioned my daughter. Uh, I think, uh, and he said, uh, "Would you sacrifice your son, your daughter?" Uh, he lives in another world, you know. I mean, my my daughter makes her own decisions. You know, I don't make them for her. You know, uh, uh, and I encourage her. You know, to to uh, get involved in wherever her heart uh, leads her and to pay the price. If, if there's a price to be paid, pay the price for whatever you believe in. You know, you, you stay true to whatever you believe in. And if there's a price to be paid, you pay it, you know? Uh, so so I, don't, I don't sacrifice her. I don't decide for her what, you know, what she's going to do or anything. Uh, he, uh, he also mentioned the Tampa Five. And, and, and this guy is really, is really, uh, uh, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. He's uh, a... <laughs> He looks at things and then uh, and then he tries to find a way of uh, of um, uh, thwarting what 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 the facts are, what the truth is. Mm, right, uh, right. The, the the Tampa Five are are, are amazing young women uh, who are protesting the most racist laws that we have seen in a very long time. I mean, in in fifty years, I have not seen anybody come out. Not Reagan, not Nixon, uh, not not the Bushes. I have not seen them come out in this way, you know, in this manner. So. Uh, you know, so straight, uh, uh, racist. Uh, you know, as as, uh, as DeSantis has, has come out. You know, and, and Trump. Right. Um, and so they were they were fighting that, and they were attacked. You know, they were attacked. And in the case of one of the, uh, the women, they were groped. Groped. Right. Uh, so, so uh, but the police want an apology. Oh wow! Wow! I saw that. You know, and and then they, it was a trick too, because uh, they're telling them you can apologize. And then maybe we'll see if we drop the charges, you know. So it's, it's not like you know, it's not like uh, you know, uh, you know, you apologize and we kind of leave things alone. And, and of course, you know, people, young people 
facing, uh, you know, years, in some cases five, in some cases 10 years, you know, anybody would say, well, yeah, sure, I plead guilty, you know, and, and so it's not to, that happens to millions of people in our system, you know, so uh, any, anybody would do that, but but uh, but in this case, uh, it, it was a trick. It was like, uh, you know, you apologize, you, you make to look like fools, and then maybe we'll, we'll do this or that, you know, so, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't blame them for, for not taking the, the bait. Right. Exactly, exactly. Hey, man, listen, and, we, we got to wrap up. It's yeah, wrap-up yeah. time, man. I apologize. Listen, okay. folks, hey, thank you, Alvaro, for calling in. And that's a, those are very good points. We're going to talk about that a little more next time on, on the Sunday Forum, uh, folks. But, hey, we got to wrap it up. And as always, from our voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's not one single solitary thing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Post Martin Hootenanny is coming up next. And uh, got a treat. Joel and Shilke will be sitting.